Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's Amanda Acom, the marketing director from Desert Valley's Federal Credit Union. Um, we're here today with a special episode. But before we dive in, I'm going to remind you, please hit that subscribe button, drop a comment to join the conversation, or just share this video if you find it interesting, or just say hi, you know? I mean, I'm a person. We'll do our best to keep it interesting. Oh, I hope so. I, I definitely want to bring up Whiskey Flats because oh, yeah. that's like the one thing I pulled from EOC that I remember about you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So today, thank you for being here. Thank Supervisor you. Philip Peters is on the show. So Yep. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited. I know. This is our little like nook of the world. Right. Um, before we dive into, I guess, the super hard questions, my first hard question is, who are you? What do you do? And what's a fun fact about yourself? <laughs> Ooh. Well, again, Philip Peters, a county supervisor. So, um, well, I'll just kind of tell you a little bit about myself to start off with. So, mm -hmm. my background is mainly oil and ag. Okay. So, I grew up working on a cattle ranch, uh, working in the oil fields. Okay. Uh, that's what me and my brothers uh, all did. And uh, kind of went from there, got into uh, production side of oil, worked in that for a long time before I... Just didn't like the way things were going. Started getting politically involved, and uh, the way of the world. <laughs> yeah, just uh, you know, had enough of the way things are going in California. So I decided to uh, start volunteering, and then okay. got asked about running for office, and I said, "You're crazy. I'm never running for office." And lo and behold, I said a that about a later, week ago with Councilman Blades on here. So <laughs> right, <laughs> you'd be good. <laughs> Why? Why? Why are you guys all doing this? Right, we need help. <laughs> but so it was kind of a, a different little way of getting into it. You know, nothing I had ever really planned to do, but mm -hmm. um, I'm very honored to be here now and and uh, in this role. And so I previously was on the Kern High School Board of Trustees, which is the first thing that I ran for. Okay. Uh, which is about 40,000 students. It's the biggest non-unified wow. school district in California. That's wild. Yeah, it's huge. Huge. That's A lot of people don't realize, that, you know, 26 campuses, I think. I mean, just giant. Yeah, I guess you don't actually, once you say the number, I'm like, wait a minute here, right. doing the numbers in my mind. It's crazy. Okay. But so I wanted to get involved a little bit more at the county level, and I had thought about running for... Uh, supervisor at some point, and I really just wanted to get involved and see how I could help there. And so I talked to Mick Gleason, okay. uh, the former first district supervisor, mm -hmm. and said, hey, is there something I can do to help out? Do you have a spot for somebody that wants to come and do something for the county? And he took a chance and hired me and uh, oh, awesome. straight out of the oil fields and went to work for him and learned all the ropes. And then finally, uh, it was kind of getting close to the time he was deciding to retire and uh I finally just said, you know what, I'm just going to do it and just go for it. And uh, my wife, Brittany, <laughs> supported me and my son, Michael, and we, uh, you know, just kind of made up our mind and threw my hat in the ring and we pulled it off. So Man. my poor <laughs> husband, if I ever was like, hey, I'm going to go for counsel, he's going to be like, you're crazy. <laughs> right. My <laughs> wife said the same thing. So. Uh, it takes some getting used to for sure. Well, I'm so glad you did and so glad you're here today. I appreciate it. Yeah. And then a fun fact, uh, you know, growing up, Again, on a ranch and stuff, we you know, did some rodeos and I, you know, just okay. rope a lot and uh, ridden a couple of bucking horses. And <laughs> <laughs> I uh, keep hoping they bring back, um, is it mutton busting here oh, for yeah. my son? Well, I actually just went to a mutton busting for my friend's boy last weekend. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just want my son to try it. I think. Oh, uh, it's a lot of fun. He's watched it a few times and he gets a little nervous. 
he's definitely not like me in that sense. <laughs> right. And he's like, but I could get hurt. And I was like, rub some dirt on it. Right, yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. In fact, um, my brother, he's a, he's a up-and-coming country music singer, and he he's what? traveling all over the place playing shows and stuff, and he just released a song last week called Buckles and Broken Hearts. And part of the music video from that is a picture of him mutton busting with me when we were probably six or seven. So that was kind of cool. I'll make sure to link to that music video you guys oh, yeah. in this post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to check it out. <laughs> there we go. Absolutely. So it's nice to know that you are regular, like one of all of us. I appreciate it. <laughs> I know. Um, when I was talking to a few people, they're like, you're interviewing Supervisor Peters. And I was like, should I be more nervous about right. this? Like, do, he doesn't seem scary. I was like, <laughs> he seems normal. You're right. Do I need to go get formal for this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not me. So Perfect. I'm so glad. Well, we're just going to dive right on in then. Sounds great. You started talking a little bit about your role with Supervisor Gleason. Right. And before we get too far in, is it First District Kern yes. County Supervisor? That's it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I know. I was trying to go through it, and then Hunger Games got in my mind, and I was like, so what do we do? And then we're going to talk about energy, because that's where we start talking about that. Um, people that might not be familiar with yeah. you, uh, how'd you get into the role other than Mick Gleason? Like, right. A little bit dive more into that. And then what area does District 1 currently cover? Absolutely. So. And feel free to talk about redistricting. Oh, yeah. No, I'd be happy to. If you to. would like to. I'd be happy to. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first got involved in politics, I wasn't really sure where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually. You uh, don't just put your name on a ballot, like write yourself in <laughs> yeah, every time? Yeah, you oh. think it should, should be that easy. Dang. I was actually uh, up hunting in Tehachapi. <laughs> and a, and a buddy of mine that was on a fire crew at the time, he came up and he, it was my birthday, and he came at me and gave me this book about Teddy Roosevelt, who became like my personal hero. I got a bunch of Teddy Roosevelt stuff in my office. Okay. And, uh, but anyways, I was reading about this guy that was a hunter and a cowboy and all this other stuff. And he got involved and ran for office. So I was like, hmm, maybe I can get involved. And so then I went and I joined. The seed the, was planted. And yeah, you're like, I can do this. Right? I think I can do this. So I went and showed up at a young Republicans meeting and not knowing what to expect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they had me phone banking the first night I got there, and I was like, I don't even know what that is. What is, what is phone banking? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, just calling people and raising money. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. And so uh, went through that, and then next thing you know, about six months later, they elected me the chairman of the Young Republicans. And I was like, what? Wow, that's quick. Yeah, why me? You know, that didn't make sense. So. Fresh blood. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. <laughs> so had fun with that, and then— uh, you know, the more we went along, I was actually talking with uh, Senator Grove, who at the time was the assemblywoman. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I've seen all the stuff that you're doing. And you got you know, good ideas. What, have you ever thought about running for office? And I said, no way. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we kept talking about it. And the more I talked with people and my wife said the same thing, you know, you're crazy. But we eventually decided we were going to go for it and uh, ran for mm-hmm. the Kern High School District. And so... I got elected. Um, I was 26 at the time. Oh, yeah. okay. So, uh, you know, pretty pretty young guy on the board. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was really, really an education for me just on how politics and the whole. I'm sure it brings a different perspective and a much needed one. Yeah. I'll throw it out there. Absolutely. So. And, you know, I, I didn't know anything about the political world before I got into, into it and mm-hmm. learned a lot. And. So then, you know, fast forward, I was still working in the oil fields at the time. Uh, that's more of kind of a volunteer role. 
Okay. And so then I said, you know, I want to get a little bit more involved with county stuff. And so that's when I talked to Mick Gleason, uh, who I knew through uh, his chief of staff, Leanne Cook. Okay. As I've known Leanne for a long time, and uh, she actually stayed on as my chief of staff. She's very kind. I've only met her through email, <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> but I very much appreciate her. Yeah, she's good. She she keeps all the trains running on time. <laughs> yeah, as it should be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so anyways, uh, she introduced me to Mick, and Mick took a chance on me, and uh, I worked for him for several years and mm-hmm. got to you know learn from his leadership, and you know he was incredibly sharp guy, uh, great leader, and he taught me a lot of stuff, and so I think you know, kind of him helping, you know, to mold me politically, you know, as far as how to go out and advocate and be a leader for the community. Because he was supervisor how long? Um, I believe he was elected in 2012. Okay. And then so through 2020, so that would have been two terms. Because I remember um, I moved back in 2013 Mm -hmm. from the coast and I do remember his name on the ballot and oh, yeah. all the different. So I was like, okay, I recognize the name, recognize all. Right. So. Yeah. Right. And so he, uh, you know, he was from, lived in Ridgecrest mm-hmm. and, you know, was the commander of the base. And so, you know, he taught me a lot of, you know, about the East Kern area and about Ridgecrest in particular. And so I got to, you know, be constantly engaged with the community over here. And I think running for office, that gave me a transition that was so much smoother than it might have been otherwise. I think it would be really hard for a person not knowing any of this stuff to just slide into this role and hit the ground running. Yeah. But Especially for us over here. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, you know, it's a whole different world, different priorities and different mm-hmm. different needs. And, uh, you know, but that's important to understand that. And I think I was very, really fortunate to get to have that relationship going into this role. Yeah. And so, as uh, you mentioned uh what area of District 1 covers, and that yes. is a huge area. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, Kern County itself is five districts? Five districts, okay. yeah. So <laughs> Kern County, as we all know, is huge. I mean, it's it's twice the size of the state of Delaware. It's much larger <laughs> than people think. Yeah, it's like over 8,000 square miles. It's huge. <laughs> I love, um, so I did live over in San Luis Obispo uh-huh. area, and people are like, oh, Kern County, so that's like Bakersfield, right? And I was like, eh. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's a little bit bigger. Yes, but no. Yeah. I was like, I live about two hours from Bakersfield. <laughs> right, exactly. So. Yeah, people just don't quite get it. No, but, they don't. Yeah, you can go, you know, from the desert up to the mountains to, you know, just so much yes. different areas. It's, it's like talking to someone from the East Coast. They're like, oh, you're from California, so you're in the beach. Well, yeah. No. No, not quite. No. I definitely got tumbleweeds in my backyard. Yeah, exactly. We got cows. Yeah. I have chickens. I want a cow. Yeah. I want well, I want cows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're a handful. Uh, it's fine. Right. But, no, so it, we basically District 1 goes from western part of Bakersfield, mostly northwest Bakersfield, to kind of kind of reaches down to what might consider the southwest part of Bakersfield a little bit. Okay. Just takes in that sliver of Bakersfield. And then basically it's all of Northeast Kern County. So. So crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you drew a line, you know, or basically just if you quartered Kern County, it's, it kind of looks like just that Northeast corner. And so it goes all the way up, takes in uh, Glenville and um, all those mountain communities up to Tulare County. Okay. And then takes in all the Kern River Valley, Lake Isabella, Kernville, um, Wofford Heights, Welding, you know, that whole area. Uh-huh. And then keeps coming all the way out here to Ridgecrest, Indian Wells Valley, takes in 
uh, goes all the way out to Inyo County. So it's a lot of ground to cover. That is it's a huge. hefty chunk. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Well, and then, you know, you mentioned redistricting. Mm-hmm. And so a few years ago, there was a lawsuit basically, tried, you know, it was invalidating the lines that were in place for the county. So okay. the the supervisorial lines, said, you know, they said that these weren't equitable or fair lines. So through the courts, they redrew <laughs> all the lines, got them all in place. Well, fast forward three years, it's already time for the next census. Well, they want to completely redo all the lines that... Again. Again. <laughs> you know, three years <laughs> later. And some of the maps... I feel like that's around. maybe not even enough time to cover all the ground. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and... And the state made us do it in such a quick way. It was crazy. But fortunately, we were able to keep the lines pretty similar to what they were, you know, minor adjustment here or there. Okay. But some of the groups, they wanted to, to basically merge all of East Kern and a lot of South Kern into one giant super district, which, I mean. How? Yeah. I mean, how one Still supervisor. Still with one supervisor, correct? Yeah, could, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're absolutely diluting the voice of every outlying community. <laughs> That would literally be your full-time job plus <laughs> yeah. your home life oh, yeah. plus your free time <laughs> right? just being supervisor. Yeah, there's just no way you could cover all that. I mean, maybe Mick Gleason could have with his plane just flying around place to place, <laughs> but not me. <laughs> no, no. That's wild. Yeah, just how people think that would work well. It's, so that did not happen. Thank goodness didn't happen. Okay. So we got our lines now pretty similar to what they were a few years ago. Again, minor adjustment here or there. Um. There, there is a push right now to change how those lines are drawn. There's some legislation being put oh. forward, which would basically, right now, the supervisors draw those lines, you know, who are voted in, mm-hmm. but it would change it to a system where they're drawn by a group that's appointed by the uh, head of the elections department. So, so people that don't even live here. Yeah, I mean, I'd be drawing our lines. Yeah, a group from around Kern County, and they're appointed by them. So it's another special interest type of thing. So okay. hopefully we can get that. So for people to tune in and learn more about that, check into the Board of Supervisor meeting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, so that, that bill is actually called AB 2494. Okay. And that was just introduced uh, recently. So hopefully that gets defeated, but we'll see. Wow. Yeah, so there's there's something new. Every day going on and the state of California, it's just, we're constantly pulling our hair out there coming after Kern County. Everything. Every day. All the time. (laughs) So it's like, come on, leave us alone. Right. Let let us have a day to breathe. Right. Yeah, exactly. Come (laughs) on. We're we're just trying to do our, do our thing. just want to take a weekend. Exactly. Right. Just let let us be. No. Go pick on someone else. Nope. Nope. So. Let's talk more about Kern County and East Kern. Absolutely. (laughs) Let's talk about that. Um, A fun little thing that Eric and I, when I was talking with him, especially after I was like, oh, do I need to actually be my like professional Amanda for this? And he was like, no, just be you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Right. Absolutely. He referred to it as the breadbasket. Oh, yeah. Of the state for the energy resources. Can we talk about that? Yeah, love to. Awesome. So, you know, oil plays a huge role in Kern County and, you know, it's not as in focus in East Kern as it is in West Kern, certainly, just because that's where, you know, most of the drilling happens. Right. But I used oil, to love being a kid, seeing all of them go. Yeah, the pump every, jacks oh, out there. I it's just a blast. loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so I'm really, you know, involved with the oil side of things because that's my background. Mm-hmm. I worked in that industry forever. My dad did. Uh, 
My great-grandfather moved out here in the 30s from Oklahoma to work in the oil industry. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been doing it for a while. Okay. But, you know, the oil industry brings in like $160 million in tax revenue to Kern County. Wow. And, you know, that that pays for sheriffs, fire department, libraries, roads, uh, you know, trash collection, just Mm -hmm. all this stuff around the county gets paid in no small part by oil. (laughs) <laughs> and so, and as we know, that is in the crosshairs right now from the state. Yeah, I and feel. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, we're all feeling, you know, this $7 a gallon gas right now. It's crazy. I mean. Dude, <laughs> it cost me like one seventy to fill my truck up the other day. And yeah. I was like, just watching. I was like, is something wrong? Is something broken? Right? Looking under the truck. Is it leaking? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I stopped at AMPM on my way over here and filled up my truck. And, you know, the pump automatically kicks off when you get to $100. And I was like, what? And my truck is still not full? This is crazy. The pump automatically, mine didn't automatically kick <laughs> yeah. off. What? Yeah, you have to re-swipe it, I guess, when it hits $100 at this one. <laughs> well, apparently, one of our local ones does not. <laughs> well, that's handy. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. For sure. But, but you know, they, the, well, I'm going to go on a little tirade here, if you don't mind. But Feel free. So... The reason the state keeps saying that they're coming after oil is because of, you know, green, eco-friendly, this, that, and the other. I guess this leads into my next question is where you see the future with the way the overall state of California is transitioning. Absolutely. I'd be happy to talk about that. <laughs> Let's just take this off ramp now. <laughs> right. Detour to the right. <laughs> well, so they, they, they're shutting down drilling in California, which mm-hmm. means people aren't going to work here. There's local services, the coffee shops, the trucking companies, none of that. Uh, is outworking, you know, they're not creating revenue, they're not generating yeah. taxes, people aren't working. And well, we I still mean, have to get the that fact oil. that they're trying to get checks for gas. Yeah, right? So <laughs> we'll send you back a little bit of your money. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Like, That'll get me two tanks. I know. Thanks. Maybe it'll get me back and forth to work for <laughs> yeah, a week. <laughs> exactly. Well, so if you look at what's happening, though, we're, we still have to import that oil from somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're a long way off from being not relying on oil many, many years. And so where are we bringing it in from? Places like Iraq, Venezuela, that have all these human rights abuses. Yeah. Our biggest place we're importing it from right now is Ecuador, where the fastest disappearing uh, rainforest area in the world, they're clear-cutting rainforests to build drilling pads to drill for oil to send to California. Which makes no sense since we literally have it in our backyard. Exactly. <laughs> and then they have to ship it on these super tankers that put millions of tons of emissions into the air. Mm-hmm. And How green is it really making exactly. overall? So way less green than letting us just drill it in our backyard or we've been doing it for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Or where it's like already, 100 years. Where it's already established. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, And we have experience. We have all their rules that they've put in place, all their environmental regulations that we have to play by. We've got it all right there in our backyard, and we could be making people work or putting people to work here locally to take mm-hmm. advantage of that. But no, just we're going to give the appearance that we're doing something good and environmentally friendly just by shipping it off somewhere else. No, oh. so it's super frustrating. Let's just put it behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, look at this one little nice thing we did over here. Look over here at the shiny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the penguins of Madagascar just smile and wave, boys. Right. Smile and wave. <laughs> exactly. So. That leads us into what California is trying to do mm-hmm. with energy. And, you know, they are trying to be more eco-friendly and all that. So what they want to achieve has to 
has to be partnered with Kern County. And that would be like the solar and wind? The solar, the wind, uh, carbon capture. I mean, we even have geothermal here right up the road, you know, from COZO. COZO, yep. Um, Their their priorities is uh, for for the state is to reduce um, emissions and carbon levels by 2050. Uh, I forget the exact number is that they're trying to hit. So crazy. Yeah, and... Kern County does a great job of that. We've built in the last 15 years, we've had $60 billion in private investment in solar. Wow. Yeah, $60 billion. Uh, we've had 20,000 20, megawatts of solar projects in the last 15 years. And that includes like on the way out to Mojave. Yeah, exactly. All the fields of solar that you see. Absolutely. Okay. So huge investment has been brought into Kern County from that. Um in fact, LA Times had an article probably a couple months ago talking about how they're, they've gone green and they're almost completely renewable energy. And, you know, yay, go us, LA. And all the pictures they showed of their projects were all in Kern County. But really? the article didn't mention that. Wow. <laughs> so, like you said, we're the energy breadbasket. I'm going to have to Google that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's hilarious. And so... Here we have all this oil we could be producing, but hey, we're trying to help with the renewables too. We're building tons mm-hmm. of it. You know, we're we're sending all this renewable energy all over the state. Because we still have the tur- turbines. Mm-hmm. Those are going. Absolutely. When I was a kid, um, my dad used to tell me, he's like, oh, that's why it's always so windy when we go to Tatchby. And I believed him until <laughs> I was like 14. That's too funny. I've heard that from a couple people. That's a crack up. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to do it with my son too. Don't worry uh, about absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> Got to. <laughs> we're actually going to be going on the first to a Condors game. So oh, nice. Him. That'll be fun. So I was surprised we didn't see the mayor, uh, Eric Bruin, at the Condors game the other night for Star Wars night. Oh, I know. <laughs> so I was like, hey, let's do something. We used to do um, an appreciation day with the Jet Hawks from Lancaster. Oh, yeah. Well, they closed down. Uh-huh. So now I'm like, hey, about um, the Bakersfield Condors. He's Heck like, yeah. It's just because you like hockey. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. What? But <laughs> I know what, me with the Mighty Ducks tattoo yeah, and all the oh, hockey awesome. memorabilia. Heck yeah. I know. I should I should tell him, let's go to the first game on on Star Wars night right. next year. Well, fortunately, my uh, district director, Joe Brennan, he he plays hockey. And so really? he, uh, yeah, he keeps me all in the loop on the hockey stuff. I like to go and watch it, but I don't know. I think I'd be dangerous on a pair of ice skates. My husband is 6'6". And he played hockey from when he was, I think, seven. Oh, wow. On. But no at kidding. like 10, he had to have surgeries on his knees. <sighs> and our son wants to play. Well, it's either Bakersfield or Victorville. Right. <laughs> and you know we're local. Yeah. But he's dead set on it. Oh, he's that's five. Fun. He's turning five. That's awesome. I know. So maybe I'll be over in that neck of the woods for a while. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. So. Well, the, another little part of that, though, to go back to the green energy yeah. thing is. Right now, we're working on uh, carbon capture, okay. which is a huge goal for the state, you know, getting carbon levels down, carbon emissions. We so, vaguely touched on that when I had Councilman Blades on. Yeah. When we were talking about SB... 1393. Thank you. I was 1383. Say, 1383. Yeah. <laughs> so many numbers. Yeah, it's too many for me to you know, keep keep track of. I got to keep a little notebook and jot it all down. <laughs> a little notebook? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so many acronyms and numbers in government. It's crazy. It's wild. I just want to have all you guys on as a panel just to talk about acronyms. Someday. Oh, no kidding, right? <laughs> Acronym soup. Exactly. So, yes. So we uh, have already had enough. Uh, I'm trying to remember how many projects that have been brought to the planning department, but I can't remember exactly, but basically it would be 80, 80, 
million cubic feet of uh, carbon storage, I think, Whoa. in Kern County already. And so, and we're trying to expand that right now. Oh yeah, okay. and we have the perfect place to do it here in Kern County. And you know, as we go forward, that this is going to be a lot of new technology. Which now carbon capturing? Yes, they are trying to again transition that into renewable energy sources. Yeah, and I don't really understand a lot of the science behind it. And if I'm being completely perfect, honest, me, me neither. <laughs> but I know that there's direct air. And then uh, I think it's called green hydrogen. There are a couple different technologies Mm -hmm. where they take that carbon and they store it underground and, you know, and they do what they do. (laughs) If anyone watching knows someone who knows more about this, give me their name and we'll have them on. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, this is going to be a a whole new wave of potential investments for Kern County. Okay. It can attract new businesses. And then it's going to be a lot of new technology that we need. And as we all know, who specializes in new technologies, China Lake, Ridgecrest. So yes. I think I don't know what they do out there, but yes, they do something. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll ask Captain Lori when he's on. Yeah, Captain there you Scott. Go. <laughs> so. so some exciting stuff happening on the energy front. Okay. The, the one thing that is again a little frustrating though from the state, you know, we look at what I call the unjust transition, but it's the just transition away from uh, fossil fuels. They they want us to focus on solar. Well, solar, they have a thing in place called the solar exclusion tax where mm-hmm. we can't charge any money on the, any tax revenue on these projects. So when they build these projects, we've already missed out on over $100 million in tax revenue that anybody wow. else would have paid that goes to putting more deputies on the streets, that goes to paying for our fire department. So like you said, versus oil bringing in that tax revenue. Right. Paying those resources. Yeah, now they're saying. Solar. Exactly. Is just solaring over here on its own. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we're trying to be good partners and say, okay, well, we'll do we'll do solar as well, even though they're trying to not let us do oil. Mm-hmm. And they bring, we, we partner with them, we do the solar, and then they don't let us benefit from it. So, unjust transition, <laughs> 100%. That's hard. Yeah. It's it's difficult. So, you mentioned um, China Lake and Ridgecrest. How, or China Lake with the technology, how could you see Ridgecrest? as well as the base playing a supporting role in where we're going. Yeah, you know, I, that's one thing that I think, you know, in talking with uh, Lorelai Ovia, who's our planning director, okay. uh, she's she lives over in East Kern uh, over here, and she is constantly looking for new ways for the county to attract businesses. And she's constantly looking at new projects, whether it's uh, carbon capture, whether it's solar, whether it's, you know, attracting uh, aerospace companies out here, what we can do to incentivize companies. And she is just the, you know, the the queen of attracting <laughs> new business to Kern County. And so she's she just constantly, does all the networking. Oh, yeah. And she's constantly <laughs> reaching out to communities and saying, okay, well, what are you guys offering that I can go out and, you know, shop around to these other communities? Or, hey, what do you guys oh. need over here that maybe I can find uh, somebody else over here to fill that gap for you? That sounds familiar. Um, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have JP Lake on mm-hmm. from Kern Venture Group and. B3K? Absolutely. Which definitely I'm not versed on right now, but just the <laughs> small studying I've done, it sounds very similar to the Kern Venture Group yeah, ideas. Yeah, and, she, and she's she's a part of that. And oh, she's, okay. Yeah, she stays engaged with, with uh, you know, B3K and all the other uh, groups that are trying to do the same thing and bring these new ideas here. So mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a role for all of Kern County to play moving forward, but I think, you know, bridging the gap between – East and West Kern and building those relationships and, you know, just trying to 
be mutually beneficial is is how we're going to do that. That's a perfect lead into, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to bring it up because it's part of my community, part Absolutely. of Ridgecrest. Um, Ridgecrest has always felt like we're sitting at the kids' table. <laughs> we're watching everybody else over in Bakersfield, <laughs> over yonder. Right. How do you feel that, you know, with engaging things like this today, yeah. having you here, what else can we do to feel like as the community to mm-hmm. get our voices heard, to get right. out there and be a part of the game, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, get off the bench. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, it, Bakersfield really is the 800 pound gorilla in the room. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it's you know, that we have such a huge population there. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, you know, even that one little sliver I was mentioning in my district. Yeah. That's, you know, 70,000 people in that one little sliver of Bakersfield that I have. That's so wild. Yeah, it's it's massive. And so, you know, that's why realistically all the supervisors have a little piece of Bakersfield just to balance the population between all yeah, of Because I the feel districts. like if one supervisor had Bakersfield alone, it would just be its own district. Yeah, yeah that would be actually legally one supervisor couldn't because it would be like three times the amount you could even legally have in one district. Stop it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Even like now, it doesn't seem like when I think of Bakersfield, it doesn't seem like that. But in like the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. it's giant. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I and mean, yeah, I think there's just in Metro Bakersfield, there's like close to 400,000 people. Crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. But realistically, I, I think that, you know, when we look at, we were talking about redistricting, mm-hmm. you know, you have one supervisor taking care of East Kern and all the, all that other area that marginalizes everybody's point of view, you know, that marginalizes Ridgecrest, all the other Mm -hmm. outlying communities decreases their voice at the table. But I think right now, the way we have it, every supervisor has a little piece of Bakersfield's, which is not a bad thing because we're connected and engaged and know what's going on there. Yeah. But we also represent large parts of other areas. Outside communities. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I have, Geographically, most of my district by far is not in Bakersfield. <laughs> and, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, it, it's really, I think, important to, you know, do things like this where you're doing that communication where you're getting to know mm-hmm. the supervisor, um, you know, your local representatives. I know you said you had uh, a couple of the city councilmen from Ridgecrest yep. on the show. Um, but I, I think things like this that are more informal, it's not oh, hey, there's that guy at an event right now, you know. Well, and I feel like the resources are out there to get the formal facts, to hear all the acronyms and that setting. Absolutely. I mean, I will definitely link to the Board of Supervisor (laughs) meetings. (laughs) Right. But again, like we were talking before, this is a backyard conversation where it's laying it out in layman terms. And, you know, I'm asking the goofy questions. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's, that's what's really important, I think. And you know, fortunately, like I talked before about, you know, working for Mick Gleason, I had the opportunity to develop a lot of relationships out here. You know, I've mm-hmm. known Mayor Bruin since before he ran for mayor. I, you know, I knew. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, I've known Peggy. <laughs> yeah, I've known Peggy Breeden forever. Uh, I just love Miss Breeden. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I knew Ron Strand before he was a city manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know Chief McLaughlin from, you know, all those guys. You know, I was out here when the Ridgecrest earthquake happened. Um <laughs> you know, been a part of all the stuff going on. And so I think, you know, having that community presence is really important. And well, and I feel it's good that you're out here and you see that it is 
the city for what it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, not just what people think Ridgecrest is. Right. And especially being an elected official. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, absolutely. So. But, you know, and well, I think that is a really important part of it, that being present and, you know, in the middle of stuff. One good thing, I think, if anything, came out of the COVID pandemic is this, you know, kind of slow transition we're having into things like Zoom. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, for example, last month I was on, I'm on the Sierra Nevada Conservancy Board. Okay. And so I had a meeting which would have been in Sacramento. And then I also had a meeting that afternoon which would have been uh, in Tehachapi for the East Kern Air Pollution Control District. And you were able I can to be, be at both. I can be at both. And I can sit there and talk with them and find out the issues and share Kern County's point of view and stand up for Kern County. I think it is amazing. I was just in a conference in LA a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about Go back and watch like an episode of the Jetsons right? <laughs> and how much of that technology from like the 60s exactly. is now here. It's the truth. And right. it's like, what were they thinking, thinking of that? <laughs> right. And now we have it. Exactly. Man, we had some innovators. Right. Uh, I feel like every time I'm in a Zoom meeting, though, it's like that, you know, the intro to the Brady Bunch where they're all in like little yes. knocks on the TV. <laughs> and you're just like waiting right. and everyone's shifting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just glad I haven't uh, done what that one guy did uh, where he turned into the cat on the video. Have you seen that? No. Oh, my gosh. This guy talking to a judge in court. He was a lawyer and he had a cat filter on and he couldn't Aww. figure out how to turn it off. I love Hilarious. the one where um, this guy's on a call and he's waiting for everyone to come in. He didn't realize he didn't have a waiting room. Uh-huh. And he definitely was not wearing work appropriate bottom attire. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, gotta watch those cameras, people. I know. I was so glad through all of it, my son was not in school. Right. And be the mom that like walks behind like with yeah. my hair all up. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I think it's but, great. Like you're able to do those resources. Yeah, you don't exactly. have to pick and choose and Absolutely. still do work. Yeah. And you know, if I... I'm in Ridgecrest today, and I have somebody that needs to meet with me in Bakersfield. Okay, we can do it right now over yeah. the computer and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that really helps, you know, just get people, you know, more access, I think, to And that's to what, people. one thing that I love about doing this show. It has become like my little baby. We Eric and I laughed about on the last recording that we did. <laughs> um the topic of doing DV Live was pitched to me, and 10 days later we were filming the first show. Oh, that's awesome. And I was like, and he's like, and you're going to be doing it. It's your whole thing. And I'm like, what? Awesome. And I was like, like cameras and me, what? Right. But now it's like getting information, going to baseball games and people talking about that they actually watched it and learned something. Absolutely. Because they don't have time to watch a three-hour council meeting. Right. Yeah, there's so much (laughs) going on. It's crazy. I mean, to keep up on top of, keep on top of everything, which I'll say is another way that I think we keep, you know, Ridgecrest and, and other communities outside of Bakersfield engaged. Mm-hmm. The the CAO for the county, Ryan Alsop, as well as our new um, public information officer, Allie Soper, okay. have done a really good job of, you know, they started this series called Around Kern County. Well, they well they go and they showcase things that are happening all over the county, not just in Bakersfield. Oh. And they put out videos and try and get people engaged. You know, we're connecting everybody over Facebook and then, uh, after every board of supervisors meeting, she puts out a little one sheet brief about everything that happened. I am definitely going to have to check that oh, out. Oh yeah. That's well, you, right you up you my can, alley. Oh yeah. You can subscribe to it and it'll blast it out. And it just gives you, you know, the quick hits and then. And it's called around Kern County. Yeah. Okay. And so just doing little things like that, I think are hugely important shows like this where people stay, you know, engaged and mm-hmm. 
they communicate and you know you show the other side of things, you know, the other side of people. Yeah. I think it's hugely important. I think that's really cool. Well, I appreciate you being here today. Oh, I'm very excited to be here. It's I appreciate been a great it. Show. I am going to bring up Whiskey Flats. Oh, yeah. And the horse. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is literally like the first introduction we had. That's too funny. So yeah. what exactly happened up there? <laughs> so well, it, was, it was funny because I was asked to go up for the, for the parade. And so normally I would have just taken my horse up there. Well, mm-hmm. we sold all our cows recently. Don't have my horse anymore. So I'm kind of <laughs> between horses. So I called my friend Chris. I said, Hey, Chris, can I borrow a horse? Seems like it'd really save on gas, though. I'm going to have to go get one now. I think I'm going to be riding around town. <laughs> my truck's too expensive to drive. There you go. <laughs> but so I called my friend Chris and I said, Hey, uh, can I borrow your horse, Preacher, this weekend? <laughs> and he said, Yeah, yeah, no problem, bud. And I said, Well, we're going to take it up to Whiskey Flats for uh, uh, parade. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all right. Sounds good. So we take it up there and uh, I get ready to get on. And he said, well, he's uh, he's been pretty cold backed lately. So like like in the buck in the morning. Oh, so I want to ride him around a little bit first. OK. I said, has he ever been around like big crowds or um, parade <laughs> and this or anything literally like that? Right before the parade. Oh, yeah, we're in the parking lot. And, okay. he, and he said, no, 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 I don't think so. Awesome. <laughs> so I said, well, one of two things are going to happen. Either everything's going to go smooth and. It's going to be a fun little thing where I ride my horse through the parade or I'm going to be YouTube famous tomorrow because <sighs> either I'm way, be getting bucked <laughs> off in the middle of this parade. So. The one thing you're viral for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so fortunately, it was all good. He didn't do any like uh, weird little dance, take off, nothing. He, he did get a little scared by the announcer's booth, but but he mm. hung in there. Nope. Yeah, no, he, uh, Chris has uh, got him got him trained up just right. And Preacher, he's a, he's a good horse. Nope. Last time I was on a horse, I think I was eight. And ever since then, I highly respect those animals. <laughs> oh, man. They're fun. So. Yeah, I actually, if uh, you ever come into my office in Bakersfield, I have a picture up on my desk of the last time I was riding a bucking horse. And that was the year that I ran for uh, oh, office for the Kern High School District. Oh, geez. <laughs> and it was at uh, the Midnight Pew Memorial Rodeo up in uh, Glenville. I keep waiting for my son to be like, Mama, I want to be a cowboy. And I'm like, you do you. Right. As long as I don't have to be out there. Exactly. One of my closest friends, she raises horses and trains horses and does all the horse things. Oh, yeah. And her horse, Zippo, like, he's just a beast. <laughs> and I love him so kind. She's like, do you want to try? And I'm like, nope. Uh, I'm good. Ever since my son's been like, I think, two. Right. He's known that horse. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm like, you do your thing. <laughs> yeah, my wife, she had never really been around horses, but when we first got together and, uh, you know, started dating, I bought her a horse named Tennessee. Oh. And uh, I think that's the only reason we ended up getting married, because she absolutely loved that horse. She's like, I got to keep the horse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. That was like my husband, after we got married this year, he's like, so I got you some chickens. And I was like, oh, so you want this marriage to work? Huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. So, well, thank oh, you again. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. And yeah. uh, this is a really cool show. I got to watch a few episodes and uh, I'm subscribed now. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah see so. people subscribe. <laughs> so I am going to let you get out of here. You're you going it. to the Respect for Law respect Enforcement. Respect for Law Enforcement dinner tonight. Yes, ma'am. I hope you have fun. I appreciate with it. With Mayor Bruin in his penguin suit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, well, you can't have a bad time with uh, Mayor Bruin. He's he's a ball, ball energy, that guy. <sighs> That you never know what's going to happen. That's a fact. <laughs> well, thanks again, Amanda. I appreciate yeah. it. And thank you, everyone, for watching today. Again, make sure you're subscribed as well and drop us a comment, like, share, all the things. So have a great Wednesday night, everyone. Bye.